podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by a packed cast today. I've got uh, German Dan, we've got Nigerian Dan, we've got Shabs and we've got special guest Vui. How are you doing, lads? What's up? So good. Yo, yo, good, yo. Man. Yeah, I should have probably introduced you individually so people who are listening to audio actually know the voices. But I'm sure they, remember, they know German Dan because he sounds German. Nigerian Dan because he sounds like he's from Brixton. And Shabs because he, <laughs> he sounds like Shabs. Everyone knows what Shabs sounds like, right? And Vui is the only one who they might not recognize. So Vui's voice will stand out, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, guys, before we start, um, just a few plugs. Be sure to join that. It's uh, well over a thousand members now. So we do the live chats for Patreon members. Um, that's the live voice chats for every game on Patreon. So we'll be back again on West Ham. We did one for the Fulham game, which was a delight, I must say. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, if you are a Patreon member, um, Vui, do you join in the, the, the live chats? I don't think I've seen you in the live chats. Do you know, I'm working, I'm, I'm not working for the most part, but I do, I do hop in and out. And yeah, man. All right. Proper okay. crazy. Good lad. Good lad. Yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so Vivi, you, you can you can test attest for the fact that the Discord chats are, are, are different gravy, right? Different gravy, different, different gravy. gravy. Lovely, lovely. That's what I like to hear. So yeah, big, uh, if you want to if you want to get access to all that, you can become a Patreon member for as little as three pound a month. Uh, the link is in our bio. Um, big up all you patrons as well because um, yeah, without you lot, we 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 ain't, we ain't running in it. So. Um, yeah, big up all of you lot. So um, today we're going to be talking, obviously, about the game of the weekend, start of the season, um, how we got off to uh, a great start, and we're top of the league, which, um, you know, not on alphabetical order, we're, we're there because we, we deserve it. Um, since because you're obviously the, the, the newbie on the podcast, I'll come to you. Um, 
what was your what was your thoughts generally speaking on the um the the, the lineup for the game and um did, were you surprised by any of the pe- or any of the players that started um i thought that um Saliba was going to start i thought it was going to be Saliba holding in the middle Saliba on the right holding in the middle with um Gabriel Mbelaish on the left i thought that, that was going to happen i was surprised Jeez. to see I was going to yeah, say, I the pronunciation. Even Dan was, uh, he was jealous of that one. I saw it. I saw it. I can't lie, it was cold, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, thank you, just, tell them to, just go, just go. Yeah, yeah, tell them to clear off, man. Why they, no, why do you know what? African household, doing a Zoom in an African household is so mythical. So mythical. Why now? Why now? Like, the whole day I'll be, the whole, listen. Bro. The whole day you'll be busy. The whole day, no one, no one will come to you. It's the one day now you're doing a Zoom call. People now want things from you. He's like, hey, mum, mum, my name's in lights, man. You got to chill. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Vui, carry on with what you were saying. Um, yeah, so I thought um, Megalash was, did, did very well. I didn't expect him to start from the middle. Um, he started off shaky. Though I think there was one um, assignment where I thought, oh, he missed that assignment. And he, but I felt he'd grown into the game. Um, I was surprised by Xhaka and um, El Neni's performances. I thought they did very well. Did all the simple stuff, right? Nothing much to complain from there. But I think what, what I can say from the midfield is that we, defi- we definitely need party in a while. They're definitely needed because that technical, that technical ability is just lacking. But overall, I thought the lineup it wasn't outside of those two, outside of those three guys. And um, the midfield, um, there was nothing, nothing out of what I ex- I wouldn't have expected. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I think there was a lot of like um, there was. I guess what lineup doesn't provide some controversy these days, but I feel like the lineup kind of made a lot of sense, really and truly. Like, you know, um, we yeah, we all expected maybe Saliba to start, but then logical reasons suggest you know he hasn't played that much football. He's still really young. Um, you know, Arteta's comments after the game point to the fact that he maybe wasn't quite ready. Um, oh, Nenny starting, not great shock. I don't think I don't think we expected him to, but it didn't come as a great surprise mm. because he had literally been here from the start of preseason. Savios is, um, you know, he's only just rejoined the club. Maybe fitness was an issue, um, and the rest of the team I think was pretty much as expected. Right? I don't think we had expected any more changes. Right? Um, Shabs, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about Willian uh, and his performance. What, what did you think of his inclusion over Pepe to start with? Not surprised. Um, not very surprised at all. Um, I'm definitely one of those guys. I, wasn't, I was not head over heels about the signing of Willian. But um, as we've kind of moved on, I've kind of come to accept that, like, look, this is a player if nothing else. He knows the league. He understands the league. He's been uh, uh, quite a solid and consistent performer, if nothing else. Um, and he's a professional. And so I was kind of like, mm, let me just approach it like that. Let me see what he what he brings and, and, and what he can offer. Um, I don't want to get carried away at the end of the day. Similar with Shaka having a good performance, I think, um, is against Fulham. So I want to put it into context who I don't think are that good of a side. Congrats on their promotion and that. But I think William was um, crucial on Saturday. He was involved in 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 most things that we did good, especially moving forward. 
Um, I liked him on the right. Um, really liked him on the right. I think he drifted infield a lot. What I noticed about him was um, he picked up positions in the centre of the park. So even for the first goal, um, if you look at it, where the play was building up from that um, from the left-hand side of the park, um, he kind of came infield. Lacazette went out wide um, and the ball came across and he drifted forward into the box. And that was where he um, was able to kind of pick up the, 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 the ball, get his shot off, um, and Lacazette tapped in the rebound. That that was fantastic. He had some involvement in that goal, whether you want to credit him with the assist or not. He had some involvement with that goal. Um, he took the free kick, didn't he? Hit the post, was unlucky. Um, you know, he got the assist, which was a good corner for um, Gabriel Magares. I'm not going to... I can't do what V done, but... Yeah, you no, 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 done, just allow, 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 leave it to me. Yeah, leave it to me. Yeah, he, he, he got the assist, and um, again, it was a brilliant ball from um, from him for Abramian's goal as well. I think what I liked as well is that as we were um, as we were building out from the back, there was a moment where I think it was Lacazette who went to contest the ball and he got clattered, and I could see William William just delayed like moving forward and he waited to see where the when Lacazette got clattered in the build-up, he waited to see where, um, like, who came out because it was kind of like a 50-50 and he stayed, like, um, goal side. And then when um, both players fell into each other and the ball went loose, that's when he made his break. He reacted so quick and got onto the ball, carried the ball forward, got his head up straight away and just delivered the pass. And I, I noticed that and I thought, actually, if that play broke down as well, he would have been in it and, and went the other way. He would great have been in a position that, to re- recover as well. I thought, yeah, I, I like that. And I think those are the little things that they talk about when they say him, he's, um, he gives you, he gives you um, a lot more. I'm excited to see how he'd work with Pepe because I think he's someone who's happy coming infield, but um, can go down the line as well. And um, I was reading something about his numbers and like in terms of like what his production was and he had a high um, pass completion rate in the um, attacking third. And um, yeah, man, I was just really happy with him. I think he lasted 60 minutes or a bit a bit more than an hour, didn't he? Um, and then came off for a little bit. But for a first, for a first run out, I was, I'm, I'm happy with that. I don't think you can ask for, 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 for more from, from him, to be fair. Let's stick with the whole William Pepe thing then. So, um, where, how, how do we see those two fit in together? And um, is it conceivable to have them both in the same team, or do you think it's like going to be based on um, what opposition it's going to be? So, opposition specific in uh, in terms of you know, is William going to start from the left? Is he going to play as in this ten position that you know Arteta maybe spoke about? How, how do you guys see that one coming out as a as the season goes on? Uh, I think that, sorry, I think they've spoken about. Um, I think Arteta has spoken about William and um, like what he likes about him is the the diversity and the variance that he gives him in terms of options. And I think that's an indicator right from the off that he's probably happy to use him in a in a in a number of different positions in a number of different roles. Um, I think the fact that Arteta spoke about using him centrally, I, I, I would not be surprised if we saw him play some games through the middle. Um, I think there'll be times when he may be used um, on from the left, but less so. Um, and I think it was a good shot to start him from, from from the right. I think just take a bit of pressure off of Pepe. Pepe does need to start games. No. He does need to play. 
you cannot afford to spend that much money on 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 a, on a player like him who doesn't play games, you know. And they'll kill Pepe if um, Williams starts every game or free signing oh, from Chelsea. I, was say, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to kill kill the stock market, but I think Pepe is in trouble. I can't lie. Do you I think? think Pop take. Pop take. Yeah. That's what I like to see. After one game, that's what I like to see. Go on. Because yeah. I, I said before, before, um, before we even played this game, I think when Villian signed, I was like, I cannot envision him playing on the left because the way we're utilising Aubameyang on the left, the left is Aubameyang's spot. Lacazette will play as a striker or Eddie will play as a striker. Um, if Lacazette leaves, I think we will replace him and I don't see that happening. So I really think left wing and right um, and striker is covered. So the right wing is between Willian and Pepe, in my, in my opinion. And then if William plays well, um, and he gives us things that Pepe doesn't do, which is like, for example, in this in that game, I didn't think William was good at attacking his man. To be honest, I thought he was quite poor at getting past mm. his man. Um, always he wasn't getting past him. Um, he's delaying decisions at times, but he would always retain the ball. So that's the big difference. Like when Pepe does those things, the ball is kind of gone. Um, so um, I think this is this is um, to over um, increase our technical technical security and at least sustain attacks. And um, I think he has some decisive in the, in the final third and creative ability, but I don't think he's quite as decisive when it comes to scoring goals or something like that with Pep, like Pepe. But I think in, in order to have an attacking balance, I think Atel might prefer him because he works better for the team and he gives a, he gives you the he's going wide and uh, Aubameyang is coming inside and uh, Lacazette is the vocal point. So for the balance of the attack, theoretically, this is probably a better fit. Um, of course, granted performances can change and Pepe can come back in the side, um, but I kind of, I kind of fear he will take quite a few minutes off Pepe at right wing, and um, I don't really see us using them left wing too tough. And centrally, I think if we get our targets, there's no space for him centrally, so it's mm -hmm. right wing or bust, isn't it? So, to, yeah. to be fair to, like when Pepe did come on, he did look quite bright. He looked um, bright, and there I think a, there, there are a few moments. That's why I think the competition is good because. Pepe can't sit on his arse no more. When he comes on, he has to do something. He has to make mm. us. Mm. Uh, he, he, he has to force the competition. He has to make us. I think maybe I should play Pepe instead. And if Wienland don't don't play well, then hopefully Pepe is ready to go. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think uh, yeah. Just to sort of buttress that point, I feel like the competition is definitely good for for Pepe because I feel like last season, you know, there wasn't really anyone that could really come and challenge him for his spot at all. Like, you know, Reese Nelson was never really going to get a run of games whilst your 72 million pound striker is sitting on the bench. But someone with William's experience can definitely, you know, sort of tell Pepe, like young boy, and say, you know what, if you're not going to perform, you're going to sit on that bench and I'm going to take your spot. Um, but one thing I do think that, um, you know, it, it depends on your position, you know, because there, there will be games where Pepe's skill set is going to be preferable to uh, someone like Williams or they can complement each other. And I can just think of, you know, certain big games where, um, you know, the manager might not actually choose to play um, Lacazette. Uh, up top if we're going to be playing heavily on the transition and rather than against a deep block and then that's a, a situation where you can see the likes of Aubameyang, William and Pepe all, all featuring on the on the pitch together to play on the transition do you know what I mean and against certain deep blocks 
um, I can I can see them all working together because you know you want as many dribblers um, as you want uh, as you can on the pitch to sort of you know create chaos in and around the in and around the area. So I just think you know we're, we're in the Europa League probably going to go deep into that competition. You're going to end up playing close to sixty games. So you know number one you want that competition. And number two there's going to be enough games for them all to get you know lots and lots of minutes. So I, I don't think anyone's really um, in trouble in that in that respect. Who, who, who do you think is the better player out of Pepe and William? I hate to admit it, but as a stance, I think it's William. And I really hate to say it. Ooh, but okay. I think, I think William... What, what do you think William is better at? He has a lot of energy and he works hard. I can't believe I'm saying that. Something passion, passion, yeah. passion. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think William, he just works a lot harder. Um, Pepe is very... even Everything about Pepe is just so... You know what I mean? Just very... Laissez-faire. Just so just his head, boy. I hate these questions, man. I hate the fifth, man. I hate the fifth, man. <laughs> no, don't, 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 nah, you have to, you have to pick a side. You've got to know that what you, what you don't have to understand, yeah, is what Lewis is doing, isn't it? I know Lewis now. Nah. I really understand this guy now. Nah. you got to do that. Number two, the ops questions. are listening. You're giving the ops ammunition. That's what you're that's what you're doing. So you got, there's there's, there's right. man them amongst the, what it sounds like to me. Is, what it what it sounds like to me, Shabs, is publicly you think Pepe is the better player, but in your heart you, you think it's right. William, don't you? Bro, you in your heart you think it's William. Whatever it is that you want, <laughs> you I plead what? the Fifth Amendment. You know, That's what I plead. And I, I, I see Lou loading up this brilliant agenda already from when he dropped the from when he from when he signed. He was moving like Frank. Yeah, from the, what, what, yeah, Frank Lucas. What the chinchilla coat? When he when he dropped what? that, I knew Lou, Lou was chinchilla borders bag. I knew Lou was in his bag, bro. Well. Yeah, nah, to be honest, I, 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 for me, I, I definitely think Pepe's the, the better player, right? I'm not going to lie um, or, or sort of like sit on the fence about it because I just feel like in terms of the players that's that I like... Subs, yeah? In, in terms of in, in terms of players that I like, I just like players that, you know, sort of excite me, get me off, get me off my seat. Do you know what I mean? Like, for all, even though Pepe only had 15 minutes, he did stuff that I was just like, wow, that's, that's class, do you know what I mean? And people say, yeah, William, man of the match performance, this, that and the other, but nothing he did in that game I thought was like, like wow factor or anything like that. And I just feel like players who have the ability to, you know, do something magical um, in a game, you know, I'm always going to prefer them personally. Do you know what the thing is with the... Do you think William Pepe gets three assists in that game though? What from it was two assists, from, it was two assists from a corner and from a corner and the same crossfield ball we've seen him do do a few times. I've, he, he can do he can do those two assists. There was I nothing I think I don't think that William performance was that great, you know. As I said, he was hmm. uh, he was actually running in, into a lot of um into a lot of trouble, but um he was just not losing the ball like Pepe did. And I think the main difference between them at the moment is William has um application and um some sort of end product that results into into football games being decided, um, whereas Pepe is, is more inconsistent. But when he is on it, I mean, there's not really an argument, uh, I think. But Make no again, mistake. He if he made that... More, he needs to be more consistent. Yeah. And if he made that cross-field pass to Lacazette, he doesn't get finished the game with two assists. Facts. I mean, that, 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 that second assist is shameless anyway. That's a cross-field pass and Aubameyang is clapping in a wonder goal. Yeah. Oh, like it's perfectly flighted, you know. You saw, but the head. thing is, you saw, oh, you saw, bro, Saka, you, there, saw bro. you see the backspin that he put on it. So when it hit <laughs> his chest, it just fell at his feet. Did look, you see it? Look, you the see thing it? is, you saw Saka do it in um, 
in the community shield, you saw Pepe put in a quality cross to Aubameyang against Man City. Do you know what I mean? It's like they they've all got that in the locker, man. You know, fair, fair point. Fair point. What about what about the the first assist? You know, he's obviously deliberately shot it at the goalkeeper <laughs> so it then bounces out to Lacazette. I mean, does does Pepe do that? Pepe probably probably puts it in the goal, doesn't he? Doesn't even get the assist. Wait, Lewis, are you, are you on the Pepe? Are you on the William train right now? I'm on any train that is that <laughs> on any train that, that <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't get the assist. He didn't. He didn't. Oh, any train that will let me on, I'm on. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, let's leave that part alone then. Let's um let's move on to other areas of the game. So um it was Gabriel's first start. We mentioned that, you know, maybe um a tad surprising to see him start and especially in the middle. Um, I think Vui, you mentioned he had a, a, a hairy first minute or so with a breakdown in communication with Leno. Um, but how did you guys think his overall performance was? Was, was you guys impressed? Obviously, he got. I think he did get man in the match, right? He, Willian didn't get man in the match. Yeah, he got man in the match, man. The Portuguese and German don't mix, man. Like you know, they're both like strong, harsh languages. Like no, no, no offense, Maji, but Yo, bro, you know, so. Chaps, what's going on over there, bro? <laughs> German is a, is a language of love, bro. Oh, what? <laughs> if what? that's love, I don't want anything to do with it. German is <laughs> what? Yeah, man. So him and Leno trying to that 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 can happen, man. That that happens in games, man. Sometimes centre back, you know what I mean? Like he, he assumes. Big, big up Leno for being very sharp there. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Big and, up and, Leno for being. And Gabriel, being he had, he had and a good recovery sharp. as well. You know, it's been, but both of them, like to be fair, it was a lapse. But yeah, man, there was good recovery from both of them. So um, that's it. And then we didn't see. I didn't. I don't remember him putting any other foots wrong. And I, you know, he grew into the game. And um, I liked what I saw about him. You can't really complain when you know you've got a new signing centre back. He scores a goal on his debut, performs well, and keeps a clean sheet. Like it's 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 hard to put in complaints, really. But um, he he done what I think for most fans you will say that yeah he met expectations, and we can't get carried away because I, I I really don't think that Fulham side are. Bro, are, I can't lie, man. Good. I used to pray for times like this, man. Yeah, facts. <laughs> like, fact, listen, and I'm not trying to dampen it either because we've suffered. But Lord knows that we've suffered. So a, w- a win <laughs> on the opening day of the season. That's what that's. That's what you need. You need things like this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I don't want to. Like, it's just measured. Like, you don't know me yeah. already. Like, you just got to be measured. And it, it, West Ham will be a, 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 a better. Um, a sterner test. A sterner yeah. test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it would be interesting to see there. him play up against Mitrovic because I felt like. I mean, I looked at Fulham's team and I said before the game, probably the worst Premier League side I've seen in quite some time. That's like, not I was looking side. at their team and I thought. Sorry, that's not a Premier League side, man. It's not. A, it's a mid-table Championship side. If if I'm being brutally honest, you know, and and seeing Mitrovic, you reckon the, should have taken their place then? Who would you rather instead of Fulham in the Prem? I think just to start in eleven, to be honest, I think they have some quality that that will get get back in. But yeah, I think that starting eleven was poor. What do you think, Lou? Um, no, I was just going to ask a, a V's question. Um, I I don't know. I would have liked Brentford to come up. I'm a bit bored of you know, some of these teams that are in the Premier League. And from what I've heard about Fulham is that they were quite fortuitous coming up as well. They weren't a great side 
um, all their underlying metrics suggested that they, you know, they, they had a decent side, a good side, a good championship side on paper, and they really quite underachieved. Um, so, yeah, and, and apparently, from what I've been hearing on other podcasts this week, the Fulham fans don't even really want Scott Parker. They think he's a bit useless. And, you know, there was a, there was a growing consensus that, um, you know, they should just, all right, thanks for the promotion, but let's cut ties and get a real manager in. To, <laughs> you know, which it seems a bit harsh, but, you know. It did look like he came to a drop interview in a three-piece suit. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. He's, he <laughs> looks like a massive clip. twat, though, doesn't he? With <laughs> tag clip and everything, bro. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Tag, Absolutely crazy. Yeah, he looks yeah, like and- a, a proper knob, man. Yeah, I think I think that's <laughs> I think that's a yeah, I think that's a really good point though, um, Lewis, because that was his the K- Kamara. Um I, I can't remember I don't I don't want to get his I don't want to get his, uh, yeah, I think I think he was in Turkey if, um uh, like last season or the season before and he didn't couldn't even score there. Because I think it's the same guy. He he's probably he's probably bottom five Prem strikers um at present. Yeah. You know, like I didn't rate him when they were in the Premier League last time. Um, he was terrible then. So I feel like it would be very, very interesting to see what David yeah. Moyes does. Um, because if I was David Moyes, seeing these sort of like new new centre-backs getting blooded at Arsenal, seeing Rob Holding there, I would definitely be playing Antonio up front um, on the weekend because he's known to give centre-backs a really tough time. And then that would tell me a lot more about how Gabriel's going to do rather than, you know, um, against Fulham. Because even... Mitrovic, even though I, I do think he's he's probably the only like prem standard like star that Fulham have. Um, I I don't think he's that much of a, of a handful really for for defenders as much as he's, he's, his probably his reputation uh, counts more than what he actually does um, on the pitch for me. Um, but I just feel like yeah, Gabriel it was a, it was a steady performance, definitely a steady performance, one that you you can't really have complaints about, but. You know, Fulham. I'll be very surprised if they're not relegated this year. Yeah, they they they, they were absolutely shocking. I mean, I I quite liked Gabriel's performance. I think it was, you know, let uh, me just trying to get some of these stats up now. Um, yeah, ground jewels won practically everyone. Um, aerial jewels says two out of four, but I feel like he was way more dominant in the air than that. Um, his passing was qu- quite conservative, but. You know, understandable in your debut, you don't really want to make too many mistakes. But he didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't misplace any passes. He was pretty accurate on the ball. He just looks, he just looks solid, man. He just mm. looks solid. Like he looks like it's going to take something special to get the better of him. And I, I and I'm, I, we missed that as a football team. We, it's been quite a long time since we've had, I know we've had Koscielny and Koscielny was really, literally a one-man defence at times. But having de- having defenders such as Tierney, Gabriel, Saliba, who are difficult to beat, you know, you have to do something special to beat them. I think it's a long time since we've had defensive players like that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see him in the, in the Arsenal shirt. And I think he's going to be really good for us. I think it's a really shrewd piece of business. Um, any any other thoughts on Gabriel before we move on? Generally, I agree with him. here, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. I agree with the assessments, man. And uh, the only thing I'd say, as um, as a Nigerian then said as well, Fulham is not really a big test, and uh, they're they're really rubbish in it. So it'll be interesting to see how how he deals with um, Antonio. Antonio. Um, we, that being said, West Ham are fucking shit as well. So <laughs> 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 I don't, you know, uh, that could be an easy. I, 
exactly 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 um sorry you're, you're internet playing yeah you know? let's talk a little bit about huh your internet is moving is it mine so it's not just me oh, sorry yeah, yeah. Uh, I, guess, I think it's my internet i think it's my internet because like, you just got some happy face on like, you know, <laughs> the, the, the screen is static yeah i know i get that it's um i'm, I'm at work in it so don't that's calm yeah um yeah so um, let's talk a little bit about the 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 two central midfielders who played so El Neni, um like a no frills performance but that's that's what we come to expect from El Neni. yeah the pharaoh that's that's what we come to expect no frills you know steady eddie steady why do you call him yeah. the pharaoh because he's Egyptian. Egyptian. Yeah, uh, would you rather Whoa. me call him a pyramid? I don't, I don't, I'm not too sure what you would like Whoa. me to call him. What, what is that? Oh, is that Whoa. politically incorrect? Is it? I'm muting my mic now. <laughs> Shabs, I, what you want me to get cancelled by Egyptians? What is it? What, what, what Lou, what, you're what, wilding, bro. By is that bad? Shabs, Shabs is just sensitive. He's sensitive. Ever since certain things have happened, he's become more in touch with his emotional side. And he... I don't do this, you know. I don't I'll even know what's happening right now. Oh, hey, listen, I'll leak it. You know, I don't care. Don't do this. Leak it and cheap talk. Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying... Um, do you guys see Elneny holding his te- holding his place in the team for um, the game against West Ham, or do you think Sebastian will come straight back? In? I think Sebastian will come straight. I think he will make his way back in. I think um, the reason why he didn't play was because of obviously he just signed a, signed a new contract this day another year, and then he had to come over and things, like, and then he had to come over and just rest. And I think that's why he didn't start. I don't think it's because Arteta genuinely believes that Elneny would be better. In my opinion, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, it's, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's yeah, exactly right. I think that's exactly right. Um, because I, I know Arteta is is big on his whole like, you know, if you train well, then you're going to play and that kind of stuff. But I would like to think that he does know that you know, if you have two guys who are training well, you play the better one. Um, because for me, Sabios looked fired up because you saw him you know sort of trying to you know start start beef before the match you know, Chief Mar- um, Marlow you know yeah exactly he didn't know that um you know right. uh, Mar- Marlow's got the shooters on deck you know so he yeah. could <laughs> he didn't he didn't know that um and, and Ketchuk would have would have chefed him up um if, if he mm. if he if he took it further but you could tell that Sabas was frustrated as soon as he came on he started all the nutmegs and back heel flicks and stuff showing that he's like are you really going to start this this guy over me kind of attitude kind of thing. So I expect about to be back in the in the starting lineup, um, pretty sharpish. But um, on El Neni though, like I know people say, like basically the whole of Arsenal Twitter decided that you know this guy needs to stay after <laughs> yeah, it's weird. after a masterclass against um, against Fulham and whatnot. But for me, it's it's really interesting because the way I watch that game is I see El Neni passing it the way he's facing. 
a lot of the time, right, where a better player will take it on a half turn, maybe dribble past the player, and then the whole pitch is is opened up. And that's not to say that he plays he played badly. He he did have a good game, but I just feel like him and Jacka are are where we're actually limited at the moment. And I feel like upgrades on those two. Um, in that centre of the park, you can see us go from like, yeah, we're at a good level now, supposedly, to go to like a great level, you know, because you have the ability like to to drag centre midfielders out of position, you know, to to beat uh, midfielders on a dribble or with a pass as well, because he did actually have quite a progressive game. He was running into the box, you know, that we've not really seen him do very often. But I just feel like a better player in that position takes us up like a couple more levels. Yeah, it is quite interesting to see the Elneny fandom retain. It just, just goes to show what kind of times we live in. I'm even seeing, like, you, you know, this Arsenal player rating thing is happening today. I'm seeing Elneny far too high in certain player ratings than he, than he deserves to. If, then, then if we had done this rating thing a week prior, he would have been a lot further down those rankings than he is. It just goes to show that the fickle nature of fans these days, one game and all of a sudden, you know, you... you, you the parameters of everything just shift completely. And it's, it's, it is weird to see, like a lot of people now losing their shit to even suggest, oh, El Nen- El Nen- he could go. Uh, okay. Yes, yes, he could go. Cheerio, <laughs> you know, we've got El Nen- to know what he's about. Um, I don't think we're going to miss this anything is, much. But... We, to, to continue on what, uh, what Nigerian then said, that uh, this is where we see different levels. Like, and then he is a player, I've, as a midfielder, you need to have the ability to, in my opinion, eliminate, um, uh, opponents through passing or dribbling. Uh, if you can do both, you're exceptional. And then he doesn't have the ability to really do it through his passing. His passing is very, um, very, very sideways. It's not really vertical. Um, of course, he can. He keeps a tick in. He has a decent enough touch. He, he is a competent footballer at this level, but not someone that can make the difference. Jaka has the passing. He can eliminate um, opponent play, um, um, opponents through passing. And this is where Partey is levels above both of these because. He has the passing, the vertical passing. He has also the dribbling and he has physical attributes. So just to imagine a player that has this type of skill set then slot into this team is, I can't lie, it's quite scary. Because mm. when we He does the job player, of both of them to, uh, yeah. uh, on, on Friday. Yeah. I know people like using the word generational, transformative, or whatever these, these super, super latest. But th- that, that is really a trans- transformative signing because at this moment in time, we don't have a player that has all those attributes in one. Um, we have it across three, four players. And um, we have to rotate them to get, get, um, get, get those attributes in. Well, I mean, Willock is coming off the bench to give us physicality. When If Partey starts, that it's not necessary. So um, it'd be very interesting if we get these, these men over the line. But um, yeah, I share, I share similar feelings. I think, I mean... <laughs> I mean, and, and then he's probably going to go on deadline day, innit? Let's, let's keep it the, the, the good thing about the Oneni thing, though, is that um, if he if he's continuing to start and put in decent performances, he'll probably attract more suitors, maybe for a permanent yeah, deal, it's, it's maybe perfect. for a bigger loan. So, you know, if he, even if he does play against West Ham, I won't mind it too much. The bars can come off the bench if we are struggling. It's and, perfect. That's um, what you want. You want your players to, like, I, I speak about yeah. It's all I go on. He's in the shop window, right? He's probably forgotten about a bit before. Exactly. I want their prices Mm. high so that they can get gone, so we can get, so we can get good as good value as we can for these players. And I, Mm. I, I I really believe in that model. I think there are so many clubs worse than us who sell players not of the quality as ours, 
despite me acknowledging how bad some of our players are, who just get better fees for them. And I just really think, like, what the hell's going on? Like, get my, like, see, I at least want to understand the business side to our club, even if we have underperformed for such a long time. But, um, mm. but yeah, so man, just, preaching um, to the choir. Just going back to the um, uh, the Ceballos and Ketia incident. Um, what did you guys make of that? And were you were you a bit worried? Like, I'm here for it. Nothing, man. I'm here for it, man. I love yeah. it. It looked I racist love... to me. <laughs> no, I'm I love these serious. I love Ceballos, yeah, but that looked. Oh no, I watched no, it. And man. I'm... Wow. I love these things. Do, do, do you know what it is? I like seeing that players are that fired up. Like, take take that aggression onto the into the game. And he did. Like when he came, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what whether he's frustrated about not starting, whether there was something going on with them or whatever. We don't know if they're mates, they hate each other, whatever. We, who knows? But I don't care. Like mm. it's cool. Like take that onto the pitch and have it. Like I'm really mm. I've really enjoyed watching um the ops on their Amazon documentary. I don't speak their name on here, this sacred holy grail place here, but I, I've been enjoying watching the ops. <laughs> I and I see some of the, the some of the spats. That they some of the so-called spats that they had like Soft. Um, Eric. Oh, say what you're saying then, Delhi, isn't it? Name names, Delhi, and I'm like, mm-hmm. look at what those. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad like in a warm up, these two was ready to come to fisticuffs, like fist knuckle knuckle. I want to see it. Like mm-hmm. it's cool. Like, I'm I'm here for it. Let's go. Did you not think there's a case though that you know, like, because you watched the vis- you watched the video of it, and Sabaz is chucking himself around in a rondo, like, Yo, relax. Sabaz is moving mad. Don't get me wrong. Relax. Hundreds. He's looking like, like he's, uh, he's my boy and all that. But relax, big man. Like, why are you trying to injure him for? And he did yeah. it twice. Yeah, I, de- I, def- I definitely agree that obviously some of the behaviour, you're looking at it, you're like, why is he acting in this way? But I think um, I think Shabs is right, though, that you want to see some aggression. Like My favourite part of that is that after Ceballos has sort of, you know, given him a little a little stud, then and Katie, I booted the ball straight back at him. You know, he's like, well, I'm not going to have it off you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, That's how like, you're going to move. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I feel yeah. like... You're not going to bully me kind of That thing, was like yeah. Dizzy Rascal, crazy titch. Ask all of No, that, that was Getz, the one. That was, was Getz and Bow. Dizzy and Crazy titch. Wrong UK rapper. Yeah, profiling again. It would have been a better... It would have been a better example there, I think. I get it, I get it. And I feel like, you know, seeing someone like Enketia, who's obviously an academy product, you know, doing that to someone who's coming from Madrid, like walking around Billy Big Bollocks, that kind of thing, shows that he's got the confidence in himself that he's like, you know what, I'm, I'm, not, a little, I'm not a little man here um, in this Arsenal team. I'm here to contribute. You can't move to me in, in this way. So, you know, I just feel like it's, 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 it's Shabs is 100% right. That's what you want to see. You want to see fight. You want to see um, aggression um, as long as, you know, they are, they are able to bring that out onto the pitch and, and do that to the opposition, you know, rather than um, to each other on a regular basis. Anyways, Mm-mm-mm. we um for me, I just so, so, uh, so a bit of a bitch. Sabaya is a bit of a bitch. Let's, let's not lie. He's a bit <laughs> oh, of a bitch, that. isn't it? Hey, hey, enough right. for that. And he's one of these. Like, that's that. why he gets on Twitter always preaching every day and all this kind of stuff. Like Sabaya, you, you can tell he's a passion merchant. He's a bit emotional. So when he got left out. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show you, man. I'm not, I'm not supposed Good. to be here. Well, I mean, what's wrong with preaching? What have you got? Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. Like, I mean, 
there's not many players that would react to like mm. that, you know. So it's just funny. But I don't. I'm I don't. Trying think to take on the church now. He's beefing religion. Hey, we're going to get in trouble for this one. I can feel it. That there's too many. In it, in it, in it. But beef and Jehovah's Witnesses and that. Don't knock it, you know. Like taking the piss, Dad. Stop. Stop, stop, bro, don't stop. do that. Don't put it on me, bro. I'll put it on you already. I'll put it on you already. It's, it's attributed to your name. You, you've, you're, you're done at it. Now. You're stop. done at it. You're finished. You're finished on this platform. So, <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about Aubameyang because um, obviously the uh, the finish is just, it's not even a shock anymore. Like, did anyone expect him to miss getting in that position? Like when you nope. saw him open up the body coming in from the left, you, I think we all knew it'd be a goal. And how refreshing is it to see that? And is it a stretch to say, I think Abamyang has improved considerably since being at the club? I think he is a better player now than when he first joined from Dortmund. Klopp's not think, leaving him yeah. right now, no way. Not, not. Not, not a chance, mate. He, 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 I agree with you. I think he's. Um, I think a part of that comes with um, age and experience. He's continued to play at a really, like, at 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 the really highest level, um, or as close to the highest level as possible. Um, and yeah, like you know, Emery certainly wasn't a good coach, but Arteta definitely. You can see Arteta looks to me like the type of coach or manager now that um, just looks to improve everyone everyone and I was listening to what he was saying about um, the new contract and during lockdown and uh, he Arteta would make him provide like a summary of, 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 of points on on the game and he has to say like kind of like what he's done like he has to analyze his own performance in essence and I thought these are things as well that probably have 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 helped him and aid him and, and continue to and he does look like like it doesn't look like a bad deal for us at all. Like giving him, like with the contract extension, it just looks like yeah, actually it makes sense. It looks like he's got loads more. Now, just say I was I was the one fronting that. Yeah, yeah, good for I you, was the man. One who said good we should you. I sign hope you won, him I hope you want some money as well, man. There, I didn't. I didn't. Oops. But maybe in the future, yeah. Yeah, won me enough money. I just want to say that I was. You know, people told me no, no, we should sell him. We should sell him. No, no, no. The difference was, I said we should sign him to a contract, and if you can't sign him to a contract, we need to sell him because going then going free, yeah, we can't lose good. him for free. Yeah, that's mm. the difference. And we signed yeah. him to the contract. That was that was good. So I'm yeah. sure there was people saying that we shouldn't give him the contract. Yeah, yeah definitely. There were, there were, there definitely were. But yeah, yeah man. And then I think to answer the I think to answer your question, yeah, I, I think he's in, I think he's improved and. Um, I think with when if we add components to the side, I think we've got more to see from him. Like for as many goals as he scored last season, there was a, there's that sense that he could do better. He was scoring goals and converting goals. He's having like two shots all game, scoring one goal. You know what I mean? And that was because of our lack of creativity. Imagine you give this guy a creator. I imagine you play him centre forward. Mm. Like he. There's an argument to say though that this left wing position is really, really stupid, man. Like, I'm gonna say because I think if you put him up front, he has to do the graft of Lacazette. And I hate to be that guy, I really do hate to be that guy. But Aubameyang gets into more shooting positions from the left than Lacazette does in the center, and that could be a mobility thing. But how much more, how how long can you? 
if we, if we're saying we aspire to or what we hope to see is you know a club back with a four three three formation or four two one formation maybe a more attacking formation is what we're saying this is what we anticipate especially if we get the signings Partey and Awa you've got to ask the question how much longer if we move in that way does Aubameyang last as uh, as as a left winger left forward. Um, you know what the I, I think that's a good argument. Question. I, th- I think I agree. I think I agree with Shabs because I'll be real. Seeing Obama have to track back in his own half, it kind of makes me sick. Seeing him like so deep into his own half sometimes. So I do agree. I think one of he's still going to have to do a lot of dog work though as a striker. Like it is, it might not be up and down, but you you look at the work and Ketia gets through. Lacazette gets through. Aubameyang would be asked to do the same thing. And he would be tasked with dealing with, he'd be tasked with dealing with strong centre-backs who are going to be looking to kick him off the ball. Now, I think it balances out in that regard. I think we've got a responsibility to him, though. As a, like We've got to kind of look after him as, as, as best as we can in terms of his own physicality and his own um, conditioning. And... Um, I think Leroy says it, man. That that decline when it comes, it comes quick. You know, um, like you know, all of a sudden you're making that run. You can you can you can get there, and then like it just can happen in the first half. Like ask Gary Neville, you know. Mm-hmm. So we we got a responsibility, and I think it, what's interesting to me, I've looked at the game management of Jamie Vardy because he's a player that's. Um, getting on and yeah they play um, in a, a different way of football but the way that he's utilised the way that he has been utilised to um, to kind of um, he's a lot more passive in earlier phases he doesn't get involved in the play like I think he's a similar ish type of 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 of, of striker to um, Aubameyang in terms of like being that pacey hitman, he can score um, a, a kind of a wide range of goals. He can hit from outside of the box. He can clap from inside. And I think if I think we can kind of get that from Oba. Um, I know Vardy has you know worked his way up the leagues. It's different. He can compete and contest with um, you know the big centre backs of the league. But they've still managed him in a in a in a in a bit of a different way as he's got older. And I think that. We've got a responsibility to Aubameyang as one of our key assets to, to 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 think about that over the longer term and think how we utilize him. And I don't know if I don't know if the right thing for him over the longer term is to continue using him on that on that left. I don't know. I've got no issue with it as long as he continues to score goals. But if he doesn't, I've got, I've got a few thoughts on this Aubameyang stuff because um, I even I, I just even if we as I said even if we get. If if we lose Lacazelle, we sell him or whatever. I think we need to replace him with a striker that plays up top, and uh, I think we need to continue to deploy Aubameyang on the left for the meantime. And the reasons for that are, um, I think I seen Aubameyang at Dortmund, and this game now is completely different to what he did at Dortmund. At Dortmund, he was basically a box striker, and um, he scored most of his goals in around the six-yard box. At Arsenal right now, he is um, one of the players furthest away from the six-yard box that scores at this rate. So he's a, he's actually he's actually transformed this game. So um, I think Aubameyang in this system has been given um, uh, has been given the role of where we create better shooting opportunities for him than through the middle. This is system engineered at this moment in time, and I believe in order for him to play centre forward for us, we need to have way better wingers. So at Dortmund, he played with Royce and Dembele. Honestly, these men are different to any 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 player we have out wide. I know we like Pepe. We think he has quality. 
Dembele and Royce are, at the time, top-class players, high-touch players. They, um, and the midfield was very good, controlled. So they, can, they can sustain attacks. So any flaws Aubameyang has in holding up the ball and being physical, they were basically eliminated for Dortmund being very good in possession and having two very, very high-touch and very, very um, attacking and capable forwards on the, on the wing. We only have one, if we're lucky, um, and I just don't think we have the capabilities to kind of facilitate and play him up top like he did at Dortmund. And in and, 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 um, and, and conjunction to that, he's also quite, quite a different player at the moment. It seems that he scores at a, at a ridiculous rate from where he plays. So I think right now, maybe it's best to utilise him continuously in this position and then finding the pieces in midfield. We are looking to add the pieces now. And then next summer, looking at the pieces out wide to complement the attack. And um, when those pieces are given, then I'll be, yeah, I'll be for Aubameyang centre forwards, but not for this season. I don't think we can do the business to really, do, to really have him out there. I'd be surprised if we have Pepe right wing, William left wing, and then Awar Partey and um, Tobias or Jacka playing in midfield, and we'd be able to really sustain attacks and um, play the way we, we'd envision we can. I'd be surprised if that happens. So um, I think for the meantime, that left wing position suits his capabilities and our needs. Um, I just, yeah, I think I, I definitely agree with the overarching point of managing because he's an asset and he's here for another three years. But um, that centre forward and the Arteta system at the moment um, goes through a lot of work. I mean, Eddie works extremely hard when he plays. Lacazette basically, <laughs> uh, he, he's not really a goal threat in general, but he, there's no goal threat from him. It's like he's just working as a 10, coming deep, dropping getting the ball basically and giving it to the right back so they can switch it over to a Bamiyang side. So he kind of sacrificing that centre forward sacrifices some of his game um, to, in order for Aubameyang to be in, in, the, in those goal-threatening um, goal positions. So I think at the moment, it's hard for us to play him centre-forward. We don't have the mm. pieces for it. And I think, I think part of um, <clears throat> uh, the way we are protecting him a little bit is playing with this five at the back because you're seeing uh, now that it's Maitland-Niles who's doing a lot of that running back, you know, and it's allowing Aubameyang to stay further forward. Like, you look at the second goal against Man City, you know, that's one of the times where Aubameyang, uh, straight from defending, Aubameyang is actually our furthest player forward and he's not, you know, the one tracking back defenders. Um, and that's that's allowed us to um, to create and, and score that goal. So I do think that Mikel is a very, he's actually a very smart man, the way he's utilising Aubameyang. Um, yeah. So I'm, the thing is, for me, I'm not worried about Aubameyang playing on the left or, or in the middle because this guy, he's just shown he's so good, he will clap goals from, from anywhere. My main concerns is more about who his partners are um, in that front three, like um, what Dan said. Because for me, Lacazette, um, the reason, like, for someone of his sort of pedigree and reputation, he should never be able to be dropped for someone like Eddie and Ketia when Lacazette is levels above him, you know, sort of technically, do you know what I mean? Scored however many goals um, in France for, for Leon, And I'm not sure that Eddie, you know, you could even confidently say will, will ever even get to those levels. But what you're seeing from, from that is that his, his role or his ability to carry out that role wasn't that much different from what Nketia was giving you. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that is the position where we can really upgrade from, um, as I said earlier, you know, the two centre midfield positions um, and it will take you up levels. I feel like 
um, upgrading on Lacazette takes you up levels as well. Because even though I don't think he's a bad player at all, I just feel like the Premier League is probably not the best league for this guy to to show his um, attributes. Because you know, I think there's there's multiple ways to play um, central striker. You know, like uh, Aguero doesn't play it the same way Vardy plays it. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, Lacazette likes to receive the the, his, the ball with his back to goal defenders between him and a goal. Maybe roll them. You know, do a little tight control and tight dribble and that sometimes that works in the Premier you see good goals he scored against Chelsea um when we beat them 2-0 I think two seasons ago or, or last season you know he, need, he can do that but a lot of the time when you're up against a Lewis Dunk or you know Ryan Shawcross you're not able to do that you're not able to outstrength him so his style it doesn't really work whereas if you had someone like an Aguero who does have the ability to dribble in a tight space and take a man on you know and shift it and shoot and create space for himself then that can give you another element, do you know what I mean, to what that number nine position um, can play. So for me, I don't mind Aubameyang on the left, um, but when I'm seeing someone who isn't that great at hold-up or um, that great at linking up play um, in either Lacazette or in Ketia, my question is, what's the point in playing Aubameyang out wide? Because the guy playing in the middle isn't really giving you, you know, those those link-ups or those technical technical qualities that the system requires. Do you know what I mean? So I would rather get a Bamiang in the middle because he'll, he'll still score his goals and get someone on the left who actually can create or can link up. Do you know what I mean? So that's, mm, that's my main yeah. yeah. We've we, we built do, the I'll team do. around a Bamiang playing from the left. So like we, our, our, our patterns of play, you know, the, how we've built our attack is very much structured on, you know, finding Aubameyang in space in that left wing. How many times have we scored that goal? You know, I think a lot of been a lot has been made about, you know, the still images between um, the goal in the Community Shield, was it? And the goal in, against Fulham as well. Was it Community Shield? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Um, just in terms of, like, the identical positions on the pitch. You know, doesn't that mean that if you play Aubameyang up front now, now you're going to have to shift the way you're playing, how uh, the patterns that you've built? Another pattern that we have is the, the cross to the back six for Aubameyang. There's, there's a lot of patterns that engineer Aubameyang being on the end of the move yeah. and not being involved in the move. So yeah. I do think the team at this moment in time is very much built on Aubameyang gets on the end of this move. This is the move we do. There are some moves as well there. When Pepe plays, we do the cut back to Pepe. Pepe coming to the six-yard box, um, um, the angled, uh, angled cross to him, the cut back. But um, and most of the moves are really engineered around Aubameyang getting at the end of the, the chances. Yeah, yeah. He's a wide culture. They're gonna they're gonna make a new, um, new role on yeah. football manager. <laughs> Just um, like they got uh, I, 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 Tom, I, I, Thomas Muller, they get that one for Aubameyang. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I I, I did want to make the same point that 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 Dan made initially. Uh, that Dan um, Coogs made about um, Ainsley Maitland Niles. And I, in, in my view, um, we're better balanced when he plays and he plays on that left side as well. Um, I think we look um, more secure defensively as well. I wasn't... I don't like him there, I wasn't... But do, but do you know what? I don't... I was just going to say, um, I wasn't so sold on it to begin with, but I do think, like, it it serves a purpose. And um, Maitland-Niles has got a really good engine... He seems to have like a, um, a a high threshold for sprints. Um, so whether he receives the ball or not, but he's bombing forward into um, positions, stretching the defence, sometimes on the overlap, but a lot of the time on the underlap as well. 
Um, he picks up positions in the centre of midfield when um, the ball goes out to the right-hand side on the other side and he creeps up. Um, and he can cover that, 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 that left flank, left half space, which allows Aubameyang to drift in field into the centre. Um, and so I see those off-the-ball patterns occurring quite a lot as well. And I, I think maybe that's a reason why um, that's working and it, it makes a lot of sense. And I can see, look, look, for me, a lot of this depends on what system we use, what's Arteta's vision and what's his system long-term. And that's dependent on the players that we're able to get in. And I think if he gets in different players, I think the reality is that we're going to see a bit of a different system. That doesn't mean that um, Aubameyang won't still be used on the left. We like none of us know. We're 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 all speculating. But I think there are pros and cons, and I think we're all curious about like the longer term, like how is this guy going to be utilized? But like I said before, as long as he keeps clapping goals, I don't. I'm uh, you know they're, they're yeah, bigger fish to fry. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd also like to say I think. In, in to contend with um, Dan's Dan's point is that what I noticed was what was Fulham were doing when we start from, start from the back, Fulham would kind of force us to play play to Aubameyang instead of um, William, and I've noticed like when Aubameyang's like hugging the touchline, he isn't as effective, and he kind of loses the ball a little bit more, so that might be that might be a problem down the line against like better teams and teams more well equipped to deal with what we're trying to do. Or what we're trying to like implement, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's move on to. So obviously, this week we sold uh, Emmy Martinez. Um, what's the fee? I keep seeing different figures. Is it twenty million plus some add-ons, or is it twenty million including some add-ons? People have spoken about a guaranteed twenty twenty. Some people, some, I can't remember. It might have been Leo in the chat earlier, but he said right, right, there was something from Raúl. Um, which meant that he brokered most of this deal was brokered whilst Raul was still there, and that there's a guaranteed twenty million pounds that Arsenal will receive. It might be something like an initial sixteen million pound payment. Um, we'll get, um, you know, um, that will go up to twenty mil when you factor in I don't know what instalments, appearances, whatever, and then there are there 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 are some, maybe some added bonuses or whatever as well we've taken it we've given the deal the potential to exceed 20 million pounds all in so um look, that's great business for me um you know people might have heard me wrong not not some of the I was gonna ask any any disagreements with that that's great business man because um you know pe- people might have heard me wrong in the chat we i had many a conversation i made many a point about it my my only point is that um, Arsenal Football Club should um, command more respectable fees for their players. And, um, you know, I've seen worse players than Martinez, worse goalies for Martinez go for um, just as much, if not more. Ramsdale. So, well, Pepper. So <laughs> yeah. get the money. Like, get the money. We need money. We do. But we have, mm-hmm. we have a history of doing bad deals. You know, mm. we need money. So get the best possible deal that we can yeah. get and I'm happy I'm, with 20 more. I'm like, surprised I'm gone down. I was just gonna say like it's crazy to me that we sold someone like Chesney with you know over a hundred first team appearances, Champions League appearances, you know, for for 10 million with yeah. like two or three years left on his contract. Crazy. Do you know what I mean? Um because he smoked when, in the shower. You know, because yeah, you know what I mean? So petty sometimes man. And, and and it's just like I feel like now 
Because what Amy Martinez, what he played less than thirty games for us in the first team. You know, been here for ten years, and you're getting twenty mil plus potentially for him. Like you, you, you have to sometimes. You know, when you see people complaining about it, this, that, and the other, you have to sometimes just say, you know what, that's too good a deal to turn down. Because I have said in the past, you know, like in an ideal situation, you keep him, but you know, in the current in the current situation that we're in, you just have to sometimes say, look. Boom, go, you go play your number one. We'll bank the money and we'll go use that for um, other business. And I'm glad that we're not spending the majority of that on, on a second keeper. And it looks like we're getting someone in for yeah. like a mil. One, one point, yeah, one million. That's exactly, I mean, I was so happy. I don't even care if he's shit. I really don't care. Like, as long as he's, well, I do care if he's shit. I need him to be competent. But I'm very glad that it's only a million because the, the, the links to David Raya, I think his name is, the Brentford keeper weren't making any sense to me. When I'm seeing these figures being touted around 10, 12 million pounds, I'm thinking, what is the point? We're, and, we're banking 20 mil from Martinez to then go spend 10 of it on another goalkeeper. And that's what, what it is. is the point? You're talking Just about Martinez in that talking case. about EFL championship goalies, yeah? Going for like 12, 13, 15 mil, 20 mil sometimes. So you're, t- what? Like, well, this is, this this is, is an FA Cup winner. Like, for example, like the holding, the holding thing, the holding thing for 10, 12 mil, it makes sense to me because he's not, he doesn't excel in the Premier League level. So if you have a player like Oli Watkins, like I don't really rate him, but he's excelled at championship level and you have a Premier League club trying to buy him, it makes sense why they have to pay 20 mil for him. But if you want to sell someone a holding, you're not going to get 20 mil for him because he doesn't excel at this level. If he'd excel mm. at championship level, we get 20 more. Your stock is high. Play. Your stock is high, in it? Holding yeah. stock is low, kind of. This is where I see the problem with some of the players that we have to shift them. Like a Kolasinac, uh, a Holding, Socrates. Like, can't shift these, man. Good fees, mm. it's difficult. I, I get the Martinez one. So, Martinez, I'm glad we got a good fee. Um, I think that, that is really one that you, we, had, we, had, we had to get a good fee. And Terrera, I think, as well, we need to get a good fee here as well. Um, but I think some of these players it's, it's hard to get a good fee, man. I can't lie. Yeah, there's so many options in the market. You got to think, innit? If you if you if you're paying 15 mil on Socrates, hypothetically speaking, as a club, like your fans want your head, innit? Like, <laughs> mm. yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Um, let's do some listeners' questions then before we wrap things up. Um, so I'm going to start with the Patreon guys first because big up them. Um. So the first one is Sasha. Uh, she asks, are we looking at a season with El Nenny staying and playing at the club? I think that all depends on the business that we do do, right? As it stands, yes. And he's going to be playing quite a lot. But I can't see that. I can't envisage a world that we don't get at least one of those centre midfielders in. So what do you guys think? Does El Nenny stay irregardless of transfer activity? Or do you think um, once those guys come in, he'll, he'll be off? Me, deadline day, he's gone. Mm. That's my tip. But. Is that what you want to happen? Is that what you think? God willing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, could see, I, could, I think I could see a team seeing like how Eleni's performed in the Community Shield in warm-up games and think, oh, I think we could get someone like him. I think we could like, ship him for like, a, for like five mil, five to ten mil. I could see him going deadline day, so I agree with Jamie Dan. Yeah, all bloody optimistic, mate. If we get five to ten million for Oneni, I think we'd have done. We sold, we sold, no, we sold Oneni last year for thirty-five mil. No, but he's British, isn't he? 
And we are He's not really British, though, is he, mate? Yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah. I need to understand. I mean, you, you calling us optimistic? You said we were selling players around 120 mil or something. That was that was what you yeah, said. But, yeah, but that was more to do with that was more. To, but that wasn't me getting uh, uh, massive value from players. <laughs> I, I was the one who said we'd get 20 million for Martinez, mate. Everyone else was telling me, no, just take the 10, take the 10. <laughs> I said we could get 20 million. And it was me, mate, who said we should sell him first. And everyone was arguing with me, saying, no, we, no, should, no, no. we shouldn't sell him. I, we I shouldn't sell him. Sell him but then everyone came around down to my way of thinking. You know why? Because... <laughs> Don't, do Don't do me like that, bro. I've been, I've been saying for a while, say everyone, basically. All right. Okay. Okay. Yes, uh, with El Nani as well. I, just, I said I was the first one. Yeah, I'm a pioneer in my thinking. <laughs> I can't beat this guy, man. <laughs> with El Nani, I think he might just be a victim of the fact that we need to get rid of um, <laughs> some of these some of these non-homegrown players. Because oh, if sense. we if we do want to bring in Partey and Awa and this um, Runa Alex Runison, this. Uh, FM regen of a keeper, um, then we're going to have to... Um, oh, yeah, we forgot to say his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to put a million-pound goalkeeper. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to free up some spots because, um, yeah, I think, I think we're on, like, 19 non-homegrown grown players at the moment, so that'll be three coming in. So we'll need to get four um, out. Um, before deadline day to register them for the Premier League. So I know, it's like Brexit all over again. Get all the foreigners out. Exactly. So, <laughs> so with that in mind, um, it might just be a case of who is easier to get rid of. And El Nenny, um being available and being, you know, sort of competent, he might just be the one that has to has to bite the bullet. Um, so I can definitely see a deadline day um, sale or loan of El Nenny. Cool. Uh, Robin Stansford asks, uh, seems like we're prioritising Awa over Partey. Do you think that's because Partey has a release clause and makes that deal, strip, deal fairly straightforward or because Awa is genuinely the priority? Cheers, lads. Thanks, Robin, for the question. So what do you guys think of that? That's an interesting one, right? There's, um, there's been a lot of talk about you know, um, us prioritising Awa over Partey because obviously we can do Awa in instalments. Um, you know, Partey seems to be like the easier easiest deal to do on deadline day is you kind of just you either offer the money or you don't and it get and it gets done kind of thing so um do, do, do you guys see it that way or, or or do you or do you actually think that um you know because some sources have suggested that it may only be one now i don't know how much credence you give to these sources but what, what, what do you think what i've been told I've been told that. Wait, 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 is that because Leon have a history of kind of jacking up the prices and not being straightforward with what they want, is that they don't want, um, we're not going to go and buy um, party straight out first. And then we're not going to come talking about installments. And, you know, from what I've been told is Leon don't want to, if we do that, then Leon will be like, well, we're going to want more because you've already paid this you, much money for party. You've been reading the AFC Bell's tweets, haven't you? 
When you say the streets, you mean that AFC <laughs> belt. You mean Jerusalem. Lewis definitely kisses and tells, man. You know what? I decline to answer. I decline to answer. Thank you. You know the deal. What, what do you what do you think, um, to Dan's? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, um, I think it kind of makes sense. But they're saying that the the party deal is straightforward, isn't it? You, you activate the release clause. If um, you can try keep negotiating with Atletico and try push the price down, if they're not willing to to budge on the price, then we'll just activate it very late, and it wouldn't make it difficult for them to get a replacement in. I saw some tweets about that today. So, and ours ours is an actual negotiation. So there's an asking price that there's something that we're willing to pay for it. So um, it's not as straightforward. So it makes sense why we're going for the one that is not straightforward. And also, I think we have a clear one at both players, but there, there are no reports about other clubs being interested in Partey or activating this release force. There have been some small noises about Juventus. And of course, they said City are interested. You, you, you never know what's going to happen in the transfer market. They could they could sell one plan and then all of a sudden they want them. So I think this is probably the the priority. Or they, or they could see how much we're gonna buy him for. They could see yeah. how much we agree a fee for and then come in last minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, as well, yeah. So it kind of yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I just feel like, you know, with with Partey, there's there's no negotiation to be had. You you know what you need. You're gonna need to pay, and I do like that tactic of you know saying to them, you know, drop the price or we're going to make it very hard for you the other way um, and, 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 and put the release clause down at the 11th hour, that kind of thing. But I don't think Arsenal are the type of club to, to move with, with such big cojones in the transfer market, to be honest. I've not seen any, anything um, to suggest that we're that, that sort of club. So even though that sounds nice, I'm, I'm not sure how realistic um, that would be. And I just feel like... No one else will pay more than release clause. We'll, 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 be, we'll be putting <laughs> add, 10 million on what, top. Add, add a pound, yeah. Um, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just feel like with, with that as well, um, there is the question mark of whether or not we actually have the cash in, in the bank to, to put down the 45 million um, mm. flat out. So uh, that, that might be linked to, you know, us getting rid of you know, other players as well and getting some cash in before we're able to do that. So, you know, none of us are, you know, sort of transparent about Arsenal's financials. So, you know, is, there, there are some question marks. I, I personally feel like we can do it. Um, but, um, you know, we're just, we're just sort of biding our time until we absolutely know that we have to pay the money. Who did the maths today in the group? Because someone in the group made the, done the maths and basically said we haven't spent anything for my transfer. Well, if Zero we net spend, man. We haven't Zero. spent the yeah. finance But here. does net spend mean anything though? Does that actually mean anything? Because we don't know how much we've received. We don't know how much we're we're paying. We, all this monthly instalment shit the way, the way budget, things up. The way, budget, the way budgeting <laughs> works, there has to be some sort of fee that Arsenal allocated for transfer budget. And I doubt that fee is one pound. <laughs> so um, I'm Don't pretty sure that there is some money allocated and then um, planned for. And um, I mean, it, of course, it's quite embarrassing, but it was a big thing, us getting a Europa League in, in the end, because it gave us, what, 30 million or something like that. And then obviously yeah. with the, they did the, the, smart, um, the smart accounting thing and, and freed up some debt as well. So it's, we don't know how much money they have and then when they're ready to go with that money. So and knowing that we haven't spent anything yet, for me, it's encouraging because we're still selling two or three more players 
and um, we haven't spent, we haven't touched the budget yet by the looks of it. So, and Dan, when you yeah. say that, you so we expect you know that we haven't to spent anything net. So, just in case net. any listeners think, yeah, but we spent 30 million on Gabriel Magalhães. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, plus we got, so we, we expect got, we got to go, so that would be 20 million yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So we got another cheeky, cheeky one million coming in for for Chuba for, from Chuba, yeah. Salem, I knew yeah. he'd come through. I knew he'd come through. Yeah. When I was writing blog posts about him ten years ago, I knew he'd come through. <laughs> <laughs> it all counts, man. It all it's, counts. It's, it's it's interesting as well because I think everyone remembers Arteta saying, you know, we've got our plans um, for different scenarios, this, that, and the other. So, you know, we were getting linked with Partey well before we qualified for. Um, the Europa League, um, which which makes me feel like that was something that we've always been able to to accomplish with or without European qualification. And then to me, you know, the fact that we've got in Europe is making something like the hour deal. What is what is the you know the additional mm. additional plan? So for me, I'm still quietly confident just based on sort of what the the actual people at Arsenal have been saying um, this year about transfers. So yeah, it remains to be seen, but I'm I'm quietly confident that we can land both. Same, same here. Uh, um, it changed on a day-to-day basis. I'm a bit bipolar in this transfer market. In this transfer market, but uh, I'm still. Uh, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like if we get rid of Torreira, that's te- that's twenty million. If you if you combine Socrates, Kalasnatch, and who else? Who else is going to go? Socrates, um, um Torreira. I might still be able to get rid of Guendouzi as well. In the last maybe. Last couple I'm of just weeks, talking you know. of certain. Like I'm just. Oh, Nani. Maybe on maybe you can muster another ten million between those three or four players. So then you got your thirty million, and I think that you know if you are talking about having a budget um, before you know before um, a set transfer budget before even if that's thirty million, that's sixty million. That should be enough to get all of them over the line. You know to pay your twenty million in Klarna for our. And then to put the forty million up front for party. I mean, I'm no mathematician there, but you know, it sounds legit, right? It sounds legit. So I think, I think, it I think we could probably manager. do it. Yeah, it works on football manager. So I think, um, I think it's it's go go go. But I'm not, I'm not too sure. Like it, I could be wrong. You know, I've been wrong before. Not too much, but I've been wrong before. Um, Louis Suarez, yeah. Wavy. <laughs> uh, I said Louis Suarez. I wasn't wrong about that. I, I, I think you should tell you the Luis Suarez bet, man. That is too funny, bro. Fucking Demarcio. <laughs> never fucking trusting him again, the wanker. Yeah? Sorry, Demarcio. If you want to come on our podcast one time, you're, you're very much you know, welcome to do so. But um, you will be getting a mouthful from me about your wrong information about Luis Suarez joining Juventus. Because I put a hefty amount of change on that. And But... But I did get on reggaeton to go to Spurs yesterday. So I'm um, yeah. making a decent amount of bumps from that. All right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Side, side note, side note. How they came in for that deal has been absolutely... I've been enjoying my whole day when I found out what happened. The, I've just the, been the buyback. Yeah, no, I've just, I've just been enjoying my day. It's just an <laughs> interest. It's just a, a, a loan with a little bit of interest, isn't it? So, yeah, big up Spurs. Anyway, small club, small club. Um, Wavy says, do you think the 40 million-ish bid for Awa will get accepted? So for, for those who don't know, um, uh, apparently it came up, it's come out today from quite reputable sources. I think the same sources that uh, broke the Pepe to Arsenal News that Arsenal are preparing a bid. What, As I said, I don't know what this preparing 
shit means what does that even mean you're either bidding or you're or you're not bidding right like what do you need to prepare for a bid anyway they're forbidding an official bid of 40 million or up, upwards of 40 million for awa um so wavy says do you do you think that gets accepted 40 million seems a bit on the low side i might i, I must add and, and oh, 50 sure million is acceptable you know what I mean? If we said 50, we'd be who, like, who yeah, says that's, 50? That's... Who says no, no, no. I'm, I'm that's just what you saying. Think. 40 million says. Oh, no, I thought no, you got told. I thought you got. I thought no, you no, no, no. Don't bet on nothing, I say, okay, please. Okay. You're, you're for it, mate. Listen, you're like, you think for it. He said, Who said. You think when Vui started talking, yeah, I got my Sky Bet up ready. I've got my Sky Bet ready. I was like, all right. That's what you led with. Can I trust him? I'm going to put the hats on it. Don't do it, man. I don't want to see you using that. Um, but Eduardo said it. Uh, the bid is way more. That's what I've been. That's what Eduardo Who? said. That that Eduardo guy on Twitter. Eduardo hey. Hagen. That guy's just a guy from Chile, bro. He don't know shit. Oh, no, 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 uh, you see all this guy. Dude, all I'm into is... this game, man. I just, I just, he... I just relay the information. Listen, the all... messenger. Shell El Positivo. That is no. the that is the OG El Positivo, mate. It's all speculation. They're very. I'll big up him they, anyway. They, they there aren't so many reputable um, um, sources. A lot of the reputable sources tend to be like some of the uh, of the of the bigger outlets. I don't know what to believe, to be honest with you. I don't because it, it just like yeah, everyone and their dog is. Saying I know something you don't. Like you know Shab sounds absolutely tired. You sound it's tired. tired man. Nah, man, it's just it's, tired. Tired. It's, it's, it's just facts, man. I want the player. I want our at Arsenal. I want him like bad. I want him. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, look, man, let's just, out. <laughs> let's just chill out. Like let's let, let let's chill out. Let's 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 oh, see what happens. All these preparing a bid nonsense. Is it? When I when I when 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 I believe it is when I see. We've done it, and it's on a, 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 a outlet like Sky News or whatever, and they've accepted. Like, what does Sky News know, bro? Sky they don't know news. shit. Sky so News does rarely get anything nah, right. If we're being, they keep us moving. Nah, you're you're too old, Chabs, man. You're living nah, in the past, it's, man. It's, you're too it's, old, it's, man. No, no, no. It's facts, and I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's oh, not yeah, facts it's, anymore, bro. Sky, no, no. Sky don't know shit. No, no, no. It's fa- no, but that's what I'm saying. By the time it reaches somewhere like there, you know it's legit. You know it's legit. No, you know no, we don't. We don't know it's legit. Yeah. We don't. They don't Sky report, all the time. They don't retract Sky from the yellow bars, man. They don't go back. I, I, know. I remember Sky reporting Lamar that he was coming to Arsenal. Thomas so, Lamar? Yeah. yeah, I remember Sky reporting that. Nah, that, they, that we had a bid. Hey, don't let Sky hoodwink you, man. They have all the nice graphics and that. You didn't yeah, read it yeah, properly, man. Nice he said the bid accepted there, 90 million pounds, but he was away on, on in, in the national duty. And I'm so glad that he didn't come either. Yeah, trust me. So what's specialising in right now is hoodwinking people like Lewis <laughs> to put bets on to put bets on exactly. Yeah. But I don't go. Do I, I go with the, the you know Italian journalists. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. No, I think what, going 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 off of what we know, um, and people have already said it. Leon, the chairman, he's a difficult guy to to to, to deal with. What we are hoping on and banking on is that. Um, somehow Edu can kind of broker or use or lean on his relationship with their sporting director, Janino, and could strike up a deal in that kind of way. And 40 million, 40 million to us, for me, to us, that sounds like a bargain for us, even in this market. You know, mm. this, is a, um, this is a Champions League player. You know, he performs well in the Champions League season after season. He's just 
got to the semi-finals with Lyon. He's a very young player. He's got a couple of years left on his contract as well. High ceiling. It, that's, that's, that, if we get that done for 40 million euros even, not even pounds, that's a bargain. I don't think it's going to be close to, to 50s. Exactly. Maybe, maybe so, 50s maybe. Yeah, so I, I don't have a lot of confidence about this, this, what's been reported at the moment. I believe that there's a chance that we could sign him. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And I think... Um, you know, Arteta's proven to be a bit of a difference maker as well. So if you start to hear that Arteta's got on the phone to um, Awa, then, you know, that's the time to start putting money down. Oh, yeah, different, different yeah, man, FC, He's yeah. probably going to come. Like, if, he, if, if Arteta speaks to him, he's probably going to come. Because I don't know what Arteta's saying to these guys, but they're all, they're all in it. I think, it's Spanish, Spanish, I think it's a Spanish accent. I think the Spanish accent has them sold. Listen, he's moving like... I think that's um, what he is. He's moving like Vito Corleone. Like, you know them ones there? Like, he's moving like V. Like, you know them ones? Let me talk to him. And then man's waking up with like the horse head in his bed. And, all right, all right, all right, you can go. Yeah, I think... I think the report said a bid in excess of forty million. Um, to be honest, so so I feel like they they probably they probably don't know the figure, but they know that it's a it's a big bid. And my my thing with that is because because Edu and um, Juninho are, are are you know sort of having these informal conversations. I feel like we will only put a bid down that we know um, is going to be accepted. I feel like all of that negotiation stuff has been happening in the background since yeah. you know when that you know, initial phone conversation that everyone confirmed and everyone was listening in, into apparently, you know, but we know that conversations happened. They've probably been speaking, you know, so I feel like if there is talk of a bid going in, it's because we know, you know, that that it's already. So I feel like, you know, once I hear Fabrizio or someone else reliable confirm that a bid's gone in, then I'm going to get very excited personally. And I feel like it's a case of, like, probably they've said, like, look, we want 60 mil for him or 65. And Arsenal are like, look, we can't, we can't quite do that. We can't do 60. We can't do 65. We can't do that this summer. Here's what we can do. Yeah, we can do this. Will you accept this plus a player? And maybe that's legit. Maybe that's not. But according that's to it. the streets, they turned it down. So yeah. will you accept this 40 mil and we structure the rest? Maybe that's legit. Maybe that's not. And then... You know what I mean? Maybe we get to somewhere like 52, 55, 58, and they say, all right, cool, we can live with that. You know what I mean? COVID market, cool. We take that. And we, we that's that's good business. Uh, I wouldn't say that's bad good business, business at all. Good business. That's still not... Still how, much, how much did we sign um, Obama Young for? 63. Yeah. No? I think it was. I think it was. Was it more than 52? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was more than even talking about Abramian? We we even done damage and and spent seventy two mil on Pepe. So we, you know, what I mean, like we're not breaking our club record fee. I by, we don't have any money by signing um our if we get him for fifty eight million euros, if we get him for sixty million. You, you know what I mean? So I I think that's what it comes down right. to, and I, I do agree that there's some some there's been informal negotiations behind the scenes and. And it's on Edu as well, man. You know, there's a lot to, yeah, you know. I don't, I don't believe in that, that relationship stuff's too tough, you know. I think Rami Shelalaz is, is one of the hardest guys to, to negotiate with in, in world football, apparently, in, in Europe, point bank period. He has an asking price. He's not moving from it too tough. Um, I think the only time I've seen him really bitch out on, an, on a player was Fakir, but that player lost a lot of value because of his injury. Um, even um, Lacazette, I, I remember Injuries, I was trying to, yeah. to lowball him 
um, and they were sticking to the asking price. And in the end, we paid up. Um, um, uh, Spurs paid up for Ndombele in the end. Like, I think whatever the asking price is, we'll be very close to it. Um, I don't think if it's 60, we're not, we're not getting them for 45. So if we're getting them for 40, 45, his asking price is never 60. It's just, I don't think they'll ever come down that much. And they're getting some money off the pie getting sold. So um, I don't know if that's going to make the negotiations easier or harder. I think that remains to be seen. I think in the group, I kind of said that maybe if they get some money, maybe they let us pay um, 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 to structure the deal a bit differently and say, uh, this, the installment team will work now because we have some money in our bank. But I kind of perceive him as a quite greedy man. And he even tweeted um, the other day. I don't know who it was about. I think it was about, yeah, it was about Jeffrey Adelaide. And he was saying, if you think you can get a Lyon player for not the price that we think he's worth, you are laughing. And that was a, that was that was his tweet. Like, so this is yeah, a guy doing, that he's going to get the team, man. Doing it's all in the south of France, isn't it? Them south Bro. of France donnies, isn't it? That's how they stay he, rich. He, he loves doing up Meek Mill Twitter fingers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, last couple of questions then. Um, this is from that guy, Daryl. He says, I'm optimistic we will sign one or two more players. Do you think Arteta will change the shape or will he slot them into the system we're currently playing considering how successful we've been with it? Uh, free, but like the, the free for free. I think we, we've spoken about this a little bit already. We, we, we need at least two more midfielders, you know, um, two quality midfielders, man. If I, if I think about the depletion of midfielders in this side, man, and, and, and what we've got currently, it's just not good enough. We don't have enough quality, we don't have enough depth, so. We 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 need we we need that addressed, man. That's an issue. So if, if you think we've lost um, Wiltshire, we've lost Kazola, we lost um, we haven't lost Özil, but we've lost Özil. You know, um, Gwendouzi. You know, one might ask, by, did you ever have Özil? By the way, he's not playing. We've definitely had Özil, Gwendouzi because he's not playing. Torreira's on his way out. Um, Willock's there, but you know we. We feel different things about Willock. We don't. We don't um, have Willock. We don't have Willock. You know, so Bios is here on loan at the moment. And then he, you know, surely you can't be like anything more than like a stopgap. And Shaka, you know, people love. He, he polarizes. He divides opinion, but he, he he's got limitations. So we need midfielders. Like we we need them. So you have to sign. And, and that doesn't answer like, the question, Shabs. Is he going to change the shape or not? Bad. Yeah, I think um, if he gets in, if he secures the targets that he wants, I think we'll see a different shape. I mm. think so. And I, I think I think what I want to see is a 4-3-3. I think what we'll probably see is a 4-2-3-1 um, if he gets in. Um, oh, but left or left? Say it again. Would Awar play on the left or would he play through centrally? I don't know. I don't know. Can I ask in a four three three? Would you rather have um, Partey at the base and um, Oar Ceballos or Xhaka at the base? And Partey you don't have to well. answer us this question, bro. You Xhaka. already know the answer. You already know the answer. No, because some some Arsenal fans are making me seem like I'm crazy for for not wanting Xhaka anywhere near this team, and I don't. Xhaka, Xhaka, can't, Xhaka can't play at the base of a four three three for me. Personally. That's what everyone's saying. That um, that apparently, uh, that um, parties are 
if you put Partey at the base, you take away his main skills and he's a good pro- ball progressor and all of that. But you can so still be I'll a good just... ball progressor in a 4 3 3 at the base. You know, you know the saying. funny thing is, since, since, since Arteta's been here, Jack has never been the player to get the ball off the centre-backs. He's always the one that vacates into the left left zone and will get the ball when the ball when we have secured possession a bit more better. And he's the one that progresses to play once, once it gets to that stage. But whenever we've played, if it's next to Sabayas, if it's next to Torreira, if it's next to Gunduzi, they're the ones that come get the ball because they have the ability or some sort of ability to at least turn on the pressure. So it's mm. not really been Xhaka to, to collect the ball. So I don't really see how he would play six when, that, when he's not been the deepest to get the ball. Mm. I think if Partey comes and we play 4-3-3, which I don't think we would do, I think, um, I think we play 4-2-3-1. Well, if you play 4 3 3, it will be Partey deepest. If Jaka plays, it'll be Jaka on the left, I believe, and then um, whoever plays on the right, I think. Mm. But I mean, yeah, and, and for me as well, like just going off Arteta's own words as well, he said he wants to master three, three uh, or four different formations this season, you know. So I don't think it really, it really matters, um, the formation that we even start with, because even you've seen it now on paper, it's a 3 4 3, but in possession, we're doing something completely different to what we're doing out of possession. Do you know what I mean? It turns into like a 4-3-3 of sorts with Maitland-Niles playing like some inside centre mid um, slash attacker mid as well. So I just feel like he wants pieces to be able to deploy different formations in-game as well as at the start of the game. Because at the moment, with the players that we have, we can only play 3-4-3. Right, and I think he wants to have the fluidity and tactical flexibility to play different ways in it. So, I think in answer to that question, we probably will see different formations, but it's not necessarily going to be you know the same one every single game. Oh, um, Eman asked, uh, would uh, Balogun benefit more from a PL team or a German team? So, this is coming off the back of news today that Sheffield United are putting a loan bid now. We're making some kind of assumptions here from Balogun's uh, social media and the fact that Sheffield United had now gone from a, a transfer bid to a loan bid that perhaps Balogun has now signed a new contract. So um, I, I, I think that's probably the case. And I'm quite glad. I think that's a fantastic bit of business from Arsenal, actually. Now the tricky part is finding him a loan club where... It, we're gonna get, we're gonna extract as much value out of him as possible, and we're gonna get him to a, a place where he can come back to the team and um, be a real asset to us on and off the pitch. So, what do we do with Balogun in this situation? Let's take let's let's go with the assumption that he has signed. What lo- what what places would you be looking to loan him to if you would loan him at all? I would loan him. Man, Sheffield. I would I would loan him, but um, I would loan him where he's going to get guaranteed minutes. I think at his age, it's just important that he plays men's football. Um, I think he's, you know, I think for, for, for what he's got, he's got the minerals. You know, we've all seen bits and pieces of him, some more than others, but he's got the minerals. But at this age, it's so important to get minutes. If those minutes come in the Prem, it's better. You know, it's better. It's probably better for us. But... It doesn't mean that going on loan to a, a team in Germany is, is 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 bad for him if he's going to get games. Um, the standard of football in Germany is decent. Um, you know, he, he may go to a team that's got European competition as well, so we may see him there, which will be better for him as well. And his learning curve. 
I don't really care as long as he goes and gets minutes. I want to see him come back with, if he does go out on loan, I want to see, like, you need to get your at least 800 minutes, you know, at least, at least. That's eight. So, no, that's not enough. I mean, at like least. 10 games, bro. Yeah, but I mean, he needs to get, he, I, I'm saying at least as a minimum, like as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a low, low minimum. He needs but, to like, touch in 2000 for me, boy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's why I don't I want. That's why I don't want the I'm Sheffield like, United loan because I feel like yeah. a Premier League loan. I, I feel like it's the same. It, it'd be the same as Serge Gnabry. I think. You, or Eddie and Katie in, are going to leave. Like, like little or, bit yeah. different. Even Brentford, yeah, right. I don't really want. I can't lie. Uh, even Brentford, I don't really want. Mm. I just think why he needs that? to go where he's gonna be uh, guaranteed. Yeah, like he's gonna be a guaranteed star. That's why I think. For Germany, then. Why, why not? Why not Brentford then? For me, I, I look at it like this. I think um, if he's sending that a player there, supposedly a top talent out unknown, that top talent needs to play in one of the top leagues and at least the first division. So um, I think um, in the Premier League, um, I don't really think he's going to get minutes at the lower teams. Um, we, we've, we've discussed this, right? That when, there's the, when the pressure is on, they're going to go with a big man up top. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they always do. They always revert back to that. And they always revert back to basic. Uh, yeah. They'll divert back to type of going back to Big Sam's ways. That's what they're going to. So um, I kind of find that I think obviously Sheffield um, don't want to don't want to group them all together. Sheffield are a bit different, but um, again, I, I don't quite know what they will be like this year. Um, their strikers haven't scored uh, many goals last last Premier League season, so um, I, I'm I'm not quite sure how many chances they really get. They have a bit of a weird system that engineers no. chances not necessarily for their strikers like that. They have their strikers working hard. I don't want them to go to a team like that. And at Brentford, again, championship, I don't really want a top talent to be in a championship line. Um, so I'd rather him go to Germany, um, where, where, where I think there's a few teams that his skill set would fit. And the, the games are open. Um, he'll go to teams that are not, not scared to press, not scared to attack. Um, I know it's a bit mayhem, but he might grab a couple of goals. I mean, Reese Nelson looked good on loan. Like, he didn't look good, but he scored goals. So... Um, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if Nelson can score in Germany, Balogun's yeah, gonna Balogun get about gonna, 40. He's gonna clap. He's gonna clap if he goes to the right team, I think. And um, so yeah. Mm. Yeah, my my thing would be Germany. I think it's a reputable enough league. Maybe put him in like a mid-table German team if they'll have him. Um, with them kind of things, you cover the you cover the wages anyway. You don't even ask them to pay much. You just you, you do it for your benefit because you know he's coming back to you on. He's got a big contract. Anything he does in Germany is great for Arsenal. So that means it adds more transfer value to him or he even comes back into the side when Lacazette at the end of this season is going to have one more year left on his deal. We, we you know, logic dictates you're going to have to sell him. So that creates another spot left. We don't know what's going to happen with Enketia. We don't know what's going to happen with uh, TJJ. So potentially there's a, there, there might be a path there for him. There might be a path there for him. And, so and I, I would like to see him in, in, I really, I really in good think there's a few teams, well, obviously I don't know where he's going to go, but there's a few teams that could do with a striker like him. I think Stuttgart are very light up top. I think they have like two recognised centre forwards at the moment. Um, very light up top, obviously. Um, they have a lot of talents there. Um, they, they trust in young players as well. So I think Stuttgart be a very good destination for him. Also, Werder Bremen play with two up top. 
and basically just trying to press people. Um, then it doesn't necessarily work all the time, but they they score um score healthy. In that every German team, just try and press people. Eh? Ain't that just how you lot play? Oh my guy, my guy, my guy, <laughs> bro. It's just one. Every team just plays the same way. It's one one big press, no defense. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just press. It is. Because everyone press rushing each other. Press, everyone press just rushing it. Inshallah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What's the German word for press? It's coordinated. Basically, Germany is all about it's so, it's so coordinated. All I'm seeing is Marco Royce and Haaland sprinting from halfway line to score goals. Every they get five tappings a game, bro. This man. Coordinated, man. Don't worry about it. Five, five one-on-ones a game. It's now, crazy. Uh, in Germany, Germany is a massive emphasis on transition game. They have a different word for it. And it's, it's a massive. There's a massive emphasis on it. And I think someone like Balogun, he has the physical capabilities to be very good in transition. So. You should go there where space is, man. Yeah. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Leipzig would be good? Be a good shout? Would that be no. too? He won't play. I think. I think Leipzig oh. is, is, is the competition is too is too hard. Too much. Okay. Yeah. And he, I think he won't play. He has to go lower down. I think because he hasn't got a re- he hasn't got a reputation. Like his 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 reputation is strictly as under twenty threes. You know. So I think you have to be. Yes, he's a big talent, but you have to be sensible in where you place him because. You could fuck this up, and it ends silly. You know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to end up with another Serge Gnabry on your hands. You want to, you want to do this smart and extract as much out of this loan spell as you can. Last question before we wrap things up. Um, this is from Donatelli. Uh, big up Donatelli, actually, a very good footballer. He's part of the TG Five. So if you want to come and play football for Touch uh, for Touchy Gunas with me and the two Dans Shabs, you ain't played yet. I'm waiting for you. You gonna come? No? All right, don't worry. <laughs> you gotta wait some more. My mic was on me. You gotta wait some more. I'll show up. I'll show up. I'll catch it off guard one time. Okay. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're playing on Monday, actually. So if you wanna be part of the Touchy Gooners, um, it's gonna be seven aside, actually, this week. So if you wanna be part of our seven aside team, Give us a shout on Discord or Twitter or whatever, and you you can um, come and uh, join our football team to play against the other club pods. Uh, but yeah, last question from Donatelli. He asks, um, "What does Oba have to do to reach legendary status at the club? It's got to be a league title, right? It's got to fire us to a league title, or is that yeah. a bit too harsh?" No, it's, it's it's a league title. It's it's a big trophy. He has to win a big trophy because I think if you look at our legends. Um, in in that way, like most of them, the ones that we know, like I'm not going to talk about, you know, your David O'Leary's with like a thousand appearances and stuff like that. But most of your legends came under Arsene Wenger. Do you know what I mean? They're invincibles, they're league winners, they're double winners, that kind of thing. So for him to be put alongside those guys, he's got to do something something similar. I think what might be nice for him is if we do actually pick up a Europa, it won't be. Um, necessarily like automatic legendary status, but that's something different that, you know, we've not actually seen um, at the club before is us pick, lifting um, a European trophy. So for him to do that as captain um, might, might um, help his, his case quite a bit, I think. See, the, my, my concern with this is, is that Ian Wright didn't win a league title at Arsenal until right at the end of his career. And the league title, he wasn't even pivotal part of. He won it in the 97-98 season with us. And I think, yeah, he won the European Cup and a couple of FA Cups. But Ian Wright was our record goal scorer. 
right? And I know, I know that kind of makes you a legend in its own right, but I don't think, you know, I think, I think there is a case to be made that if you, you know, you can score the goals and still be, and not win anything and still be a legend, I think. Because I think no one could take, even if Ian Wright didn't win that league title, you know, in, once you yeah. hit 100 goals, I think you're in the discussion to be a legend. Aubameyang could hit, could mm. hit 100 goals for Arsenal mm. this season. He could hit 100, 100 goals for us, man. No, 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 He's no, a club no. legend. Uh, Olivier Giroud. Aubameyang's done it goals. three years, bro. He's done it three and a half years. No, but... but, but He's done it I'm, three and a half years. Yeah, okay. But I'm Giroud... And Phil Walcott, they got 100 goals for us, man. They're not even club yeah, but icons. they did it in a decade. They're not even club icons for me, to be honest with you. Not even, not even I, icons. I think, I think Aubameyang's got, got iconic status for but me. But I think Ian Wright um, is similar to Aubameyang. We, don't, we weren't winning anything he, he, with Ian Wright. Yeah. He, I, think, he, I was going to say, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Chef, but I think the difference with Ian Wright is that he also has a very big cultural impact on us. Yeah. On Arsenal, which yeah. where some of his legendary status comes from. A lot of Arsenal fans became Arsenal fans because of Ian Wright. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Aubameyang has a good state, but um, I think that is a big part of why Ian Wright is a legend as well, alongside yeah. his goals and um, I can't, I, some of the iconic goals he scored and moments he's had. Absolutely. And he's, yeah, and he still you, won the league title. Think? I think him not winning the league, um, whatever stage of his career was at, probably um, diminishes like, his um, club status a tiny piece for us, despite how... How, how how good he was with the goals. But he was basically doing what Aubameyang was doing. He was, he was playing in Arsenal sides that weren't that good, but was clapping goals. You, just clapping goals for us. You know what? Doing yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at the um the all-time top goal scorers, right, for Arsenal. It's mm. perfectly conceivable by the end of Aubameyang's career that he ends he up, be up there. maybe in the top five. Yeah. I believe that essentially. I believe, now, I believe it. Now, you're telling me Jimmy Brain is a is a is a Arsenal legend, but about me, I ain't gonna be. Yeah, no, John he, Radford. I, I'm not saying he's not gonna be. I think he he he, he will be an Arsenal legend. I think he, he's already reached a, a status of where people recognise him. Oh yeah, this is Arsenal's guy. Um, this is the man that they've been waiting for. Uh, kind of thing. This is is he's already talismanic. Um, talismanic. That's the word, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. He, I think he's very close to, to uh, if he if he gets um, one or two more trophies like another FA Cup, uh, Europa League, he probably has an iconic status already with the fans. And the fan, you got to think, Abami has a very special relationship with the fans. I think sometimes to get this legendary status, something special has to happen. Yeah. So um, mm. he has this he has this very close relationship with the fans. I know he's gassed and he does insta lives and stuff, but the, honestly, yeah. all the fans love him. He's um he's just a genuine and humble guy, oh, and, um like a model professional. Um, there's not there's not a bad thing any Arsenal fan could ever say about about Bamiyan. So has he has he passed Van Persie? No, 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 no. Van Persie's got not in terms of too. not in terms of his numbers, in terms of his status. Yeah, uh, the fans, yeah, I think, but I, I don't think ability is he's, he's not ability, but he's uh, had, he's, but he's had more good yeah. seasons than Van Persie, and, right? Yeah, and and, and the thing is, is high regard, I think. The thing is, as well, the way Van Persie left um, is a massive uh, black mark against his name. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because he he would have definitely gone down as a as a potential Arsenal legend if if he had carried on scoring at that rate. Mm. If we didn't, yeah. you know, win anything. Um, so I feel like Aubameyang. What if he comes to the end of his contract? That would be six, seven years at the club. Do you know what I mean? And if he's scoring at the rate that he does, he is it, it. It wouldn't be, you know, 
hard push to call him an Arsenal legend. Um, and I think especially if you pick up some silverware in that time, do you know what I mean? So I feel like I, I quite like the fact that that is what he said is the main motivation um, for him signing the contract as well, because it shows that he's still hungry um, for for success in, in in the red and white, because you know yeah. certain certain other players, you know, they're saying I love London and I feel at home, that kind of yeah, thing. Gunners, yeah, do you know what I mean? But then they're not really showing that they're not really showing that same hunger, um, despite what what the, the words that are coming out of their mouth, kind of thing. So I feel like what Aubameyang's saying and what he's shown on the pitch shows that he's not going to just rest on his laurels, and we're going to be regretting giving him that contract in in twelve months' time. Hey, Liz, you're killing me, man. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, had to, I, had to get that, I had to get that shot in that down there. Sorry, man. I had to attack his boy. I, I, I actually agree with Nigel in Do you know what the difference is? Aubameyang hasn't won much in his career and he, he, he's at a very good place at Arsenal now and where we're in a position where we can really kick on and win stuff. So this is a big motivation for him, I think. So I very much agree. And I think, he, I think we will win more, we'll pick more silverware up in the next couple of years. Cool. Let's leave it there because this is a very, very long one. Uh, yeah. That's what happens when you win football games, lads. You come and chat about Arsenal <laughs> for two hours. It needs to be another tar, baby. It was great having you on. Um, I, I, you'll great be to joining be here, us man. soon again. Thanks for being our Patreon. And um, if you guys want to be a patron as well, like Vui, you can you can join via um, our Patreon link in the, in the podcast bio. Uh, Two Dan's. We got you two. Shabs. Yo. Bless up. Bless. <laughs> 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 How did I get that? Oh, that is a Sports Social Podcast Network.